Friday, April the 29th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by Northbrook Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I should say that to you, Jeffrey, because this is what, the first vacation you've taken in like your whole life? Forever and ever, amen. So. (laughs) So, yes, we are all back to normal, I guess, here in the office. Ready to get planting underway if the weather would cooperate. But the markets, what is going on in the markets here this week, Jeff? Well, before we just before we get into the markets, I did say last week that maybe we'd have the big kahuna on this week too, but Oh. He uh, Well that didn't work out so well today. No, we <laughs> forgot to mention that to him today. So <laughs> anyhow the markets this week. So corn was up uh, from seven to thirteen dollars from for next year's to this year's crop. Uh, Soybeans ended up uh, nine and fourteen dollars. Wheat was just on the plus side, up two and three and four dollars. One of the big things on the markets this week was for local prices, basis basis gains were kind of the driver on the prices at for for the week. So why but, is the why is the local basis going up? Well, so let's we get right into the Canadian dollar. So the Canadian dollar. Started the week uh, just under 79 cents U.S. Ended the week just under 78 cents U.S. So as the Canadian dollar gets weaker, local basis levels go up. And that's kind of the driver on that side. So that's helped prices. You know, our markets were were up for more for the week. They kind of pulled back uh, today. Like uh, wheat prices were down hard today in the 20 to 30 cent range for per bushel they really fell on a bunch of weather in the u.s they're getting some some rains in where the the winter wheat growing areas of the u.s planting delays on spring wheat or definitely planting delays on spring wheat. that weekly crop progress report that comes out every monday it's spring wheat's was behind a little bit last week and i think it's going to continue to be behind remember it was only Two weeks ago, North Dakota got a major snowfall that really held things up, and that's North Dakota grows something like 50% of the U.S. spring wheat crop. So, Didn't we just get a snowfall here last weekend? This week. This week. Did you go. not come back from your holidays to snow? Or? No, I didn't, actually. I think it was, that was the day. I missed it. We got uh, snow. So so let's see. We're talking about snow. We're talking about rain. So. Are, are we in a weather market now? Or is it too early for a weather market? Jeffrey, my question is, when are we not in a weather market? When are we not in a weather market? There's always weather, so... <laughs> There's always weather to talk about and how it affects growth somewhere in the world. That's so, right. Yeah, I guess maybe we're all in a weather, always in a weather market. So right now, what's affecting the weather? So we have uh, some widespread showers through the U.S., through the plains... And into the Corn Belt, they say not enough rain in the Western Plains to in the Southern Plains to fight the drought that they've had. But still, that weather it's going to be helpful, but it's going to delay planting. But maybe not enough to really replenish moisture levels where they want them to be to be optimum for crop growth. Weather in South America, so the corn crop in Brazil, they're talking about decreasing yield prospects on for because they they are into their so-called dry season in brazil but they're just they're getting less rain than usual 
and their corn is in pollination and when corn's in pollination it needs the rain so they're not getting enough rain so that's probably going to affect their yield somewhat so that's a good thing for our corn prices that's you know that's things that are keep driving corn prices higher uh, of course what else drives corn price ukraine well, what was the, the big news we saw today about the ukraine uh was it something about they actually got a, a boat exported they shipped a vessel of corn through romania now that has been in the news that that might happen but it and actually happened. it actually happened today and it didn't say where it was destined to but probably china remember at the start of this uh conflict not conflict the war the invasion by russia um ukraine was that time said they still had around seven million tons to deliver to china mm -hmm. so this boat vessel is probably bound to china well that's you know good news for for the ukraine yeah because also when we talk about the ukraine we're uh, you know we talk about this year's crop like what are they getting planted this year I don't know if anyone knows that answer except for the ones that are there doing the planting. You know, you watch the news and they'll talk about, they'll show farmers in the fields, but then they'll show them going around spent munitions that were like bombs that dropped out of the... Mines, uh, the debris. Mine, and... There's supposedly mines in, and I don't know how they know this, I read this this week, 30% of the fields. There's mines in 30% of the fields and debris in however many of the fields. Wow. Like debris could be blown up tanks to whatever. Sure. So it's pretty uh, unreal, uh, hard to fathom. I it just is. can't imagine. So, you know, what's getting planted? We just talked about uh, they exported some corn this week, but I also read this week that the infrastructure in the Ukraine, a couple of railway bridges got damaged by Russian missiles this week. And then the why this is important that's part of the main infrastructure for getting their grains to the their existing ports for export mm -hmm. so even if the conflict the war the invasion ended tomorrow they still have to fix all this stuff before they can get back to the market you know like it's funny what you all this stuff about ukraine and like i think i told you i've read another article that the russians were being accused of stealing some of the wheat the spoils of war. So they were, they're taking some of the wheat that was in the export markets for themselves or in the export. Uh, on their way to the export. On market. the way to the export market. Yes, thank you. You know, like it just, it's, it's so unreal. And like, so the Ukraine, it's like, when will the hostilities end? We're, we'll be talking about the Ukraine until this, till it does end and then well afterwards. So, yeah. So in like the Ukraine again is corn, sunflower oil. Didn't you tell me you were in Germany? I was in Germany actually. And some of the very interesting things, of course, the the war in Ukraine is, is very terrible. But you don't realize, I didn't realize, I guess, how much it actually affects the rest of Europe. So just going to the grocery store, there's no flour on the shelves in the stores in, in uh, Germany. And there's no sunflower oil. And that's a direct... Uh, directly from the war in Ukraine. Because remember, Ukraine and Russia control 28, 29% of the world's right. trade. That's flour. Ukraine's the largest exporter of sunflower oil. It's not happening right now. It's not. So it's, it's you know, it's interesting how it does. It's have some of that firsthand knowledge of it. So, 
if we tie back to the corn market a little bit, because we talked about how the corn market in the Ukraine, but corn right now, the prices have been grinding higher. China keeps buying U.S. corn. So how much was uh, purchased this week then for export? Oh, geez, I can't even remember right now. But I know uh, in my notes here, I have down that they've, they've bought upwards of 16 million tons this year for new crop corn from the U.S. And that's record large sales for this time of year. And there's lots of rumors that China's buying more. Well, I mean, I guess that's a good thing that they're ahead of uh, the average, but... I know dad always says, I don't believe it until it's on the boat and on the way to China, right? <laughs> well, remember the market trades on many things that China says, but you can't yes. always believe them. And you, no, you can't. They seem to have the ability to walk away from contracts and that. So I don't know how. It doesn't work here. but No, it's, it's a anyways. strange one. So also in the corn market, we talked a little bit there about South America. Brazil is maybe going to have a little bit lower crop. Argentina, they're already projecting a little lower crop. Like they're in, uh, I think I read 25% harvested, but their remaining crop, there's only like 20% of it is rated good to excellent. So that just shows you, you know, that they, they were looking for some lower yields this year. One of the big things in the news this week was palm oil from Indonesia. So we just talked about sunflower oil. Vegetable oil market is really tight around the world. So last year, canola was in short supply in Canada. You know, low, low, yeah. low crop, less canola oil. There's no soybean or no uh, sunflower oil on the world market now. Palm None oil, at all. Well, is Ukraine the only one? There's got to be some, I guess, but they're they're the largest one, anyways. Sure. And the uh, Indonesia, they export most palm oil in the world. And they announced this week that they were banning all palm oil, uh, palm oil exports. That was Monday. Banning them all, including refined products. And then on Tuesday, well, maybe just the refined products they're banning, but they're going to ex export palm oil. And then Tuesday afternoon, they changed it, and then they changed it again. Finally, the word came down that they, things are banned. They're closed off the market. So why are they doing this, Jeff? Well, they want to keep for local supply in in Indonesia, keep prices under control. But then they announced today, yep, the ban is in effect, but they feel by sometime in May, near the end of May, that they'll lift the ban and still export everything, open up the markets again. And this ban, temporary ban, should have a minimal effect on their total exports for the year. So it makes no sense to me. On so how they're still going to export the same amount, but in a shorter amount of time. Yeah, so how is that going to help their local prices? Like, So they're going to be oversupplied for the next three weeks, and then they're going to go back to where they were before. So we talked a little bit about how India is taking um, some of the wheat exports that that Russia and Ukraine are not able to do. Is there another country that could do something like that with the palm oil? The U.S. with soybean oil. There you go. Argentina with soybean oil. Uh, however, soybean oil. So they're in the palm oil prices skyrocketed this week, up almost twelve percent, up about twenty-five percent for the month. Largest increase for a month in thirteen years. You would think soybean oil would just jump right up there with them, especially palm oil being banned to export. Soybean oil prices actually fell at the end of this week. Hmm. market pulled back. I wonder why. You know, speculation is it's probably managed money 
Oh yes. Cashing in some profits. But uh, that so the demand is remaining strong on it. That's really supporting soybean prices. You know the even though prices pulled back some for for a day or two, and it does look kind of negative in the soybean oil market. You just on the charts, you wonder how it could stay that way. You just have to think it's going to bounce back up on Monday. I I really wonder here now that you've been talking about this palm oil, like if they're just putting a band on it just to try and get the price to go way up. Well the. The thing I read about Indonesia was they wanted the price to come down in Indonesia because it was getting too expensive in their domestic market. But if the price is going up because they're banning it on the world market, like that's still going to make prices higher in their domestic market. So it makes no sense to me. I I guess I'm not smart enough to figure it out. So hmm. somebody has to be. So, so, you know, we look over the markets. Again, we have, we have weather. We have demand remaining strong. China in there. China, again, this past week was the largest purchaser of so old and new crop corn and soybeans out of the U.S. Mm -hmm. they're, they're in the marketplace. They're, they're keeping demand up. Supply issues, Ukraine, South America, the U.S. plantings being slow. All these things to keep prices supported. Prices are at like, you know, corn and soybeans hit new record contract highs today before they pulled back a little bit late in the trading day. Prices remain strong. The markets are generally bullish. I don't know what else to say. There's lots of little reasons. We can go into them all the time, but that's... Well, I guess this is our weekly reminder to maybe look over your marketing plan. And if you don't have a target in for maybe some new crop... Uh, contracts or even some 2023 contracts this might be a good time to look at that and and see if maybe you should take a cookie as the plate goes by this week yeah give us a call anytime and uh, hopefully people get planting some here in eastern Ontario this this weekend into next week and that would be great well uh, everybody stay safe out there planting and we'll talk to you again next Friday so. have a great weekend bye for now